Good morning to you, Bundabergans. Is that what you're called? Can you correct me if I'm wrong? It's my first time to Bundaberg, and this, what a beautiful, beautiful coast. What a beautiful community. What an amazing sense of a God destiny that your region has. Um, Tim and all the Londons have been great friends of ours. Our, my boys grew up, you know, playing with Josh and Nick um, back at River City Life in Launceston. Um, and as Tim has said, I grew up in Brazil, in central Brazil, right in the heart of the country, near Brasilia, the capital city, in a farming community. And guess what? Where I grew up, it was a plateau, flat area with lots of sugarcane plantations, very red dirt, lots of farms, lots of good, healthy people, and great food. So I'm feeling very much at home here in your valley. So thank you for having me this morning. I feel very blessed. So... Um, to, uh, to keep things simplified, I'm going to share with you um, nuggets and pieces and wisdom that I have acquired over the years. I've been a chiropractor now for 20 years, or 21 going on, so I'm not a young spring chicken anymore, although I feel that way most of the times, of course. This way? Oh, good. That's better. Okay, I'll do it. Um, and it's good that he provided me with this mic because of the Italian in me, I want to move my hands. So if I've got a, hand, a mic, I feel a bit restricted. So my sharing and my conversation and my um, preaching to you this morning has to do with the fact, um, I call it fit for life. God has made us all fit for this life that we live on, on, on earth. And you are blessed that you live in such a place that has all these attributes that I've already mentioned. You know, good food healthy, clean water that you can drink, a beach and the ocean that you can go swim or you can go walk on it if you, if you don't want to swim. You have fresh air. You have lots of space here in Bundaberg. You are blessed to do everything that God has called you to do. So this morning, if you've got your Bibles with you, we're going to go to Second Peter verse 1. If you don't have a Bible, then hopefully you have your device that has your Bible in it. But you will know this verse because you've read it many times. And we're going to dissect it into a, a couple of little things and then share a bit more of what God wants me to impart to you and to your spirit this morning. So 2 Peter 1, um, verse 3. And it says, God's divine power has given to us all things that pertain to this life and godliness. And then it goes on, through the knowledge of Him who called us by His glory and His virtue. So, other translation says this. I don't know um, whether it's NIV or whatever it might be. God has deposited everything concerning life and godliness already within you and within me by the Spirit of God that He sealed us, right? So, our aim and our desire as Christians is to actually learn to activate the, pre the, the, the resources of heaven that already lives within us because we are the privileged amazing, peculiar, chosen people of God that has been called and destined to such a time as this, because now we are about to see the greatest harvest of souls, I believe, that planet earth has ever seen. 
So this morning, um, as, as Tim has shared, I, yes, I came from Brazil, lived in the U.S. where I was trained as a chiropractor. I also became a public health educator. Now I understand what God was doing back when I was 20 years of age. And I was going, I'm going to this uni, but it's hard work. But I feel like God is telling me to persist with this, this stuff. So I got a master's degree in public health education. And then later on, I was bored just working full time. And I thought, this is just too easy. I've got to go back to uni again. So then I went back to um, RMIT to do a PhD by research. And so I became a researcher. So I'm very interested in how the body works, of course, but also how we apply wisdom and God-given wisdom from God's Word to our everyday life, to our everyday decisions, to the food that we eat, to the way that we carry ourselves. And then that way, God can be glorified through the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is our bodies. Can I get an Amen. So you and I are here this morning because we know the power of God's presence and the fellowship of the believers of being together. Just think of this this way. 98% of the world cannot meet like you and I are meeting right here for, to worship our God, right? For whatever reason. Some it's because of persecutions. Others it's because of the COVID and the, and the pandemic that has caused social isolation, and people have been told they can't come together, they can't sit next to each other, they've got all these things, they've got to wear masks, or they've got to do lockdowns, they've got to do all these things to try to mitigate the spreading of the virus, right? So you and I are in a very privileged place, you know, the state of Queensland, where we can mostly be free to serve God with everything that's given us. And so let's make the most of the time we have, because God's building His army, He's preparing His people, He's equipping us, and I love this. I love the household of restoration centers. That is so good and powerful, you know. One of the greatest reasons that I wanted to come was, yes, to see you and to share wisdom with you, but first and foremost, I wanted to reconnect with my family right here, the Londons, you know, and the Owens who are sitting over here as well. And so what a privilege it is to come to this household of faith right here, you know, and you've been called for such a time as this. So the backlash on humanity and the communities around the world has been tremendous. I haven't been outside of Australia for a couple of years. Well, I'm not allowed to, um, to leave the country because I'm a citizen. So I have to ask for permission, and I don't have an emergency reason to leave the country, although my heart is yearning to go back to South America and to see my mom and dad and my brothers and sisters and, you know, my cousins and all of the extended family. But I'm not allowed to. So this whole thing of the lockdown, the effects that it has had, it has stopped people from moving, right? It stopped movement. So you and I are privileged because, A, we live in this place, we, we can move around, we can go to the beach, we can do most things, we don't have to do a lot of what most of the world has to do at the moment, right? And so we are very blessed, but a lot of our people around the world are feeling disconnected, they're feeling alone, they're feeling tired, they're feeling depressed, it's very sad to a lot of people, everything that has gone on with the losses. But the fact that God's called us and equipped us gives us an enthusiasm to want to do more and to avail ourselves more so that God can take us now to the next level of what's yet to come to unfold in our nation, which is what I believe. So God's people are being called to rise up, to rise up. You know, Tim and Bonnie have, you know, been, they were our pastors in Launceston. And I remember many years ago when they told us that they were moving to Bundaberg, to Queensland. We were very sad in our soul, but we were very happy that God was taking them to begin a work here, such as what I see now. So this is an incredible testimony 
of the power and the goodness and the faithfulness of God, you know, and then I come and I see all these young ones of theirs serving God and loving God. This is remarkably what God has intended for humankind. That's what I want for myself, for my wife, for my children who are now living on the Sunshine Coast. And so my wife, Daniela, sends her apologies. My boys, um, tennis and soccer tournaments got changed because we had lockdowns on the Sunshine Coast. It got changed this weekend, so she couldn't make it today, but she'll be here at another time. Now, this morning, God has laid on my heart as I was driving up here, you know, yesterday driving up, and, and of course, the icing of the cake for me was to drive to Harvey Bay with these guys and see Josh play his soccer. Wow, what a team the coast has, and they played probably against the toughest team I've ever known. I've never seen a team that plays so quick and so aggressive as the, as the Brisbane Roar, whatever they're called. And I thought, wow, what an amazing place and what an amazing blessing. So God was speaking to me, and He was wanting me to share with you today, this morning, the power of gratitude. Yesterday, we had a workshop where we talked about eating well, moving well, and thinking well. And most humans who choose to live, to uh, eat well, move well, and think well, they don't get sick very often right? Because it's the design of how God's designed the body to be and to perform and to function well. Trouble happens sometimes. Of course, we have falls, we have injuries, we have accidents, things we're not in control of. But for the most part, when the way we choose to live our lifestyles and what we choose to put into our bodies or allow our body to come in contact with will determine where we're going to end up long term, right? So I don't have time this morning, and it's not the place for me to go into the details of nutrition with you, and exercise, and, you know, and mental health strategies. That's to be done at another time in a workshop style. But I'm here this morning to declare to you that what God has put in place by His Word and His wisdom applies to every single one of us. We are the people of God who are called to be grateful. We're grateful. We are people to call to have gratitudes. And then so I looked into the fact that the research, and there are over, when I did my quick look, there were over 387 research publicized articles that talks about gratitude or Thanksgiving. You can call it that way. In, in, in North America, we celebrate Thanksgiving, which is awesome. So gratitude will always make humans happier. So um, a gratitude journal, it's what they look at. People who spend just five minutes a day where they have a time and a moment to be grateful for something, and most people will have a journal in the fact that they will write something. I am not disciplined enough to write it every day. My wife loves the gratitude journal, and she's taught it to my children, right? So if you can think of one thing, and if you have more time in your hands, maybe think of three things every day that you're grateful for and write it down, maybe on your Bible, maybe on your phone maybe on a piece of paper or a journal if you want. And it shows that the long-term effect of having that sort of practice will increase your well-being by more than 80%. Look at the power of mind over matter. The PhD that I'm, that I'm studying with RMIT, we're looking at psychoneuroimmunology. It's all a big word to say this. The way you think and believe will affect how your body functions and performs. And it will manifest in the physical body, right? Not to say that, you know, there's limitations. Of course there are. But 80% of people will find that their health will improve by just simply learning to be grateful. And let me tell you, Bundabergans, you have so many reasons to be grateful for. And I do too, right, on the sunny coast. And so, so does Australia. Even the Tasmanians have so much to be grateful for. The cooler weather, Krista. 
we're craving for the cooler weather, so we come to this winter weather here, and we're like, this is paradise. This is what we dreamed for and lived for in Tasmania for eight months to get two or three months of this sort of weather, which we called summer, didn't we? Yeah, where the temperatures get to about 25, 27, and then at night it drops down to 15, sometimes even 5, sometimes 2, sometimes 1, and you see the frost. But anyhow, we are very grateful people, aren't we? So gratitude improves your health. It will improve your, your relationships. It will strengthen your marriages. It will strengthen your relationships with your children. If you have one thing to say to one person a day that you're grateful for about that person, that will impart something to that person. And it will grow something powerful. Gratitude will always make us feel more grateful. So 2 Corinthians 4, 5, or sorry, 4.15. Paul wrote this. All this is for your benefit. So that the grace that's reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow. Why? Because when thanksgiving overflow, it's to the glory of God. It, it glorifies our Father. When we get together... Or we're alone in our cars, or we might be playing soccer against the, the roars. If we're grateful that we have the privilege to do so things, that gratitude glorifies God. Because that's what He's designed us to do. And so, my aim this morning is to, is to encourage you, to impart to you an enthusiasm to realize that all you've got to do is to join God in what He's already doing inside of you. He's a God who has already started the program. And we don't have to create the program. we just got to join the program pretty much and avail ourselves. So while in a grateful mood, we will begin to feel more gratitude, right? This is the research. So when we feel the gratitude, then it will hang in there in our brains for longer. It will allow our brains to be trained to remain grateful and not murmur. To remain grateful and not complain. To remain grateful and not be fearful. To remain grateful and not panic or be afraid or be anxious for anything. Because the Bible says that, right? It encourages us, says, do not be anxious for anything. Why? God knows when we're anxious, when we're fearful, when we're in doubt, cortisol levels rise. What's cortisol? It's a hormone in the body, right? It's meant to rise so that you can do something about it. You can do something about your worry. Whether if it was a flat tire or if it was a broken door, at the, a door handle at, the, at your house. So you've got to do something to go fix the problem. But when we constantly live in that state where we're just worrying and we're fearful, cortisol rises. So cortisol, what, what it would do after three days, it will start to destroy the body on the inside. So it's very destructive, right? So what we've got to do is learn how to tame the beast that we've got right here, our mind, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And yes, we have worries. Yes, we have challenges. Yes, we have many issues. And I could list probably a hundred things to you today that I could be worried about in my businesses and so on. But I choose not to because I don't want to sabotage my body to work against me. I want it to work for God. And I work to, to, to move forward with God. So I am... Um, being, uh, being a chiropractor is challenging. You know, I have a team of 25 um, people that work with me in Tasmania. We've got four branches, four clinics, two in Launceston, well, Launceston, Kings Meadows, which is the same town, then Deloraine and Devonport. So I have to constantly be in touch with them. I have to travel to Tasmania every two to three weeks to visit them, to be part of the team, to be encouraging them, to be loving them, to be training them, to be fine-tuning things. And then I have my own practice now in Noosa, Noosa Life Chiropractic. So I'm here now with um, another team. There's only four of us, so it's much easier to manage. I'm working part-time up here, which I'm loving, so I can have time to look after my 
the way I eat, the way I move, and how I connect with my family. So it's been a real powerful thing for me. But also, I am very aware of the fact that I am called to be a Christian in all those attributes and to let Christ shine, right? So I know that God has a, a mandate and a calling on all of your lives. I look around and I can literally see by the Spirit of God so many marketplace ministers sitting right here, people like me who uh, love Jesus, who want Jesus to shine in every way, and you're out there doing the work, you know, whether it's, it's sale wrapping, whether you're selling stuff, whether you are serving as a, a diabetes educator, whether you are an electrician or a builder or a plumber or whatever it might be, God gets the glory as we, give, as we allow Him to live through us. So Philippians 4, I've just said it, do not be anxious, but in everything, with prayer, petition, God teaches us exactly how to do it. Instead of being anxious, turn it around and make it a prayer with thanksgiving. And then what happens? The peace of God then, that surpasses all understanding will then allow us to be guarded. And it will come in and infuse that power, that element of God. All the relevant studies that I had looked at, it said that the changes occurred slowly. As we practice this, it's not an overnight bang. It's done and fixed forever. It's a slow, gradual practice. The more you do it, the easier it will become. The more grateful you become, the more satisfaction you feel. The more benefits your body will have. And then it will go like that. It will build a habit. The brain is trained to avoid pain. But the brain loves pleasure and well-being. So if you teach the brain a new trick, if you want to break an old habit, teach the brain a new, better way of doing it. And then the brain will love that. And then it will not sabotage you because it wants to do what you're teaching it to do. So gratitude is not a personality trait. Some personalities are more prone to feel grateful, right? But all of us have the power to reach in and to be grateful. So cultivating gratitude is actually a skill. And you know what the research shows? You have to practice at least for three months to set that good habit. So give yourself that grace. One day you feel so grateful, you wrote three things. Next day, you're not very grateful. Things are not going very well. Well, that's okay. There's always the day after for you to pick up again and keep going and do it again and again and again. After you do it for about three months, you become very natural and you find it very beneficial as well. So gratitude will make people really like you as well. Who here likes to be around ungrateful people? I don't see any hands, see? But I bet most of us, if not all of us, don't mind being around people that are grateful, right? Because it's just so nice. It just feels good, doesn't it? It feels right. And that's what we were designed to do. So gratitude generates social capital. In two studies with over 243 participants, the people who were more grateful, they average 27.5% more social engagement. So this is much better than Facebook and Instagram. Instead of being connected on the, on the social platforms, we're actually connected in the right way, right? Yes, you can use the social platform. I'm not against them. And you message each other and organize, you know, fellowship and whatever you do. So gratitude will make you more trusting, more social, and more appreciated. Now, the, uh, the third thing is gratitude will make you healthier, much, much healthier. I can go into all the details, right, of the hormones that are going to be released, the endorphins, the encephalins, anti-inflammatories. Endorphins make you feel at ease, makes you feel relaxed, happy, makes you want to produce melatonin, which makes you sleep well at night, 
Sleep is very important for the Christians. Let me tell you, we've been inundated with digital um, living, right? Think of the lockdowns. People were told, stay home, don't go anywhere, do everything online, stick to the TV, stick to the, to the device. So people became very addicted to these things over time because they are addicting because they generate dopamine in your brain, right? So what happens is our bodies don't feel able and capable to break out of that habit. It's really hard to do. So what we've got to do is realize that we have to put boundaries in our own homes. And in particular, I'm speaking to the moms and the fathers of the house here, that you've got to have some balance in your home with the digital use of these things in your home and with your children. I have young, you know, 17 and 14-year-olds, and my boys know very well that once we have dinner, there's no more electronic use. And Danielle and I have to model it. So we have to do it as well, right? So that otherwise it's like, Wait a second, you're telling me not to use my mobile and you're on your mobile there texting and doing whatever? So we've got to do that. So for most humans, one hour a day is plenty of use with this. So if you add all your minutes that you did your messages and whatever, if it goes over an hour, you're already overextending the grace for your brain's sake, okay? So be wise, church. I'm not against the device. I use it. Mine is well worn off. It looks ugly. The case needs a new, new case, new covering. But use it in a way that will benefit you long-term. That's what I wanted to share with you because it's all finding the balance and we're all together in that. So, gratitude has made us healthier. Gratitude improves our sleep. In particular, those evening hours where you are th thinking about what you're grateful for, they will make your adrenal glands settle down so you're not producing adrenaline to try to solve the world's problems. The world's problems are best solved early in the morning. And up to midday. So just leave some time in your morning to make your hardcore decisions. My business decisions all have to wait until the morning. I get emails all the time in the afternoon that can lead me into panic sometimes to resolve things. But I don't respond or reply. I wait until the next morning and then I pick it up when I'm fresh. So that I don't sabotage my own sleep. And why would you ever allow anyone else in this world or any problem in this world to go into your bedroom with you? Your bedroom is your safe haven. It's a place where you go to relax, to rest, to recharge, to rejuvenate, to heal. Do you know how many people that I see in clinic time after time, they don't heal very well? Because they don't allow their bodies to heal very well. They don't sleep well. They don't disconnect. They don't relax. So when we don't do those things, the body can't heal very well. And then problems just accumulate over and over, and then it gets to a point one day where it boils over into a chronic illness. And none of you here will have a chronic illness, and I speak that in the name of Jesus. God is opening our eyes. He's helping us to understand. He never intended this body, this temple of the Holy Ghost, to be sick, to be tired, to be fatigued. He intended for us to live a happy, vibrant life where we can glorify God with our words, yes. We can glorify God with our actions, yes. But we can also glorify God by the way we carry ourselves and how we present ourselves, holy, acceptable before Him. It's our reasonable amount of worship. So gratitude is a great one for your sleep. Begin to think of those grateful things, you know, as you get ready for bed. So gratitude also keeps you away from the doctor. I'm a doctor. My practice is very busy all the time with lots of people. Do you want, do you think that I want to have more patients all the time? No. My bank account would probably say yes, but I don't. Why? Because it's incongruent. 
the word doctor means teacher. So if I teach my people well how to look after themselves, why do I want them to always need me? I don't. I want to empower and impart into them wisdom that they can actually look after themselves. They can listen to their own bodies. They can respond to the body's signals and cues and go do something about it. Some of them need more care and more intervention. So we do have supplements and we have biochemical things and we do blood tests and we do all these sorts of things to help them understand what they're dealing with. But once they have the understanding, the empowerment, they should be able to carry it out by themselves most of the times. But professional help, of course, is available. And we refer people to all the professionals to help them on the journey. We all need help. We all need coaching. We all have Jesus and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Spirit of truth will come. He, he dwells in us and He will lead us into all truth. So all truth regarding your body and your food choices and your exercise choices and the way you want to sleep and look after yourself, all of that is already within you by the Spirit of truth. So Ask God, Father, show me, show me today what foods would be beneficial for my breakfast. After all, breakfast is a very important meal. It's the first meal of the day. And I just don't feel like eating those sugary cereals anymore because they just ain't doing the job for my body, right? And allow the Lord to speak to you like He did to me many years ago where now breakfast is my first meal of the day. I don't see it as just breakfast, right? So I love to have eggs, because I love eggs, right? Free-range eggs. And then I just look in the fridge. Whatever meat or protein was left over from the night before dinner, I incorporate that with my eggs. And then I have a little bit of green leaves or salads or whatever it might be. So I get that log into this fire place early in the morning to give me sustenance with the protein so that I don't get tired and fatigued and and fuzzy head, and I have a headache, and all these things that will happen to anyone who put the stuff in the body that will inflame their bodies. So God's wisdom has come to you and to I on how to operate in the natural and then use the supernatural ability that God's given all of you to prophesy, to speak life, to pray for the sick and watch them recover. And then once they recover, teach them how to look after themselves. In other words, don't just give people the fish. Teach them how to go fishing themselves. And then eventually you don't have to be giving them fish all the time, right? Humans are like that. They want to learn. They're open. Bundaberg is wide open for you. I can see in my spirit. I can see like blossoms almost ready for harvest. You guys are the harvesters. You've been entrusted with such a gift and a privilege, and you're going to do it so well. You know why? When I came to Bundaberg and I walked into the bookshop yesterday to do the workshop, what a bunch of friendly, caring, genuine people you are. You just greeted me like you knew me, and you haven't met me from a bar so, <laughs> and you made me feel so at home, and the same I feel here this morning. This is a gift. This is a gift that you have God has blessed you with this gift. And your people in this area are looking up to you. They're waiting for you to connect with them, to reach out to them, to be yourself. Be really comfortable in your own skin and just reach out. They want to learn what you've got. They want to have this Jesus that you've got. They want to know what this peace that you have and, and, and this joy that you carry. This is what humans are attracted to naturally. They are naturally attracted to it. So we don't have to work very hard. I love to see the Lunnans and the Owens, and they look so relaxed. <laughs> Do 
You know why? They're not striving. They are, they are here because God's brought them, God's blessed them, and now they're enjoying walking with Jesus all the days of their lives, and that naturally has attracted. Look at this. Isn't this awesome? It's absolutely awesome. I'm just loving everything that God's doing in this valley, and I can't wait to come back to do more, to impart more, to do more workshops with you guys on certain interests that you have, and to, dis, to, dis, to, to give you more um, wisdom and things. Let me get going here, Pastor Tim. I don't want to take up the whole morning. I can talk and talk and talk, but I want to listen and listen and listen as well. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God had your health in mind when He gives you these verses. It's not just about warfare and winning things. It's about your health and well-being of you enjoying today with the very best that today has to offer. God wants every one of us to receive and, and take of what today has for us. To be free from the past. To be free from the stuff so easily beset us and beguile us in the past. Not to be anxious about the future. And be worrying about what's coming and what's, what are we going to do? Do we have to move out to the bush and separate ourselves from people and live off the grid and all these things that we hear with the fear that's being permeated in our communities? No. God says, trust me. I've got you in my plan. The Israelites had to leave Egypt and God provided for them every day. The manna, He provided a way out. So God is faithful. He hasn't changed. I'm here to tell you that the same Jesus that was there is here today. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And He hasn't changed. He'll provide a way of escape for you and I to escape all the, 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 the stuff that's planned against us. None of that will come to pass in our lives. None of that will come to pass. So there's a real search for intimacy that God's brought to Bundaberg. He's calling the people of Bundaberg to have intimacy with Him. Because in that lies the blessing of everything else that's coming. All the stuff that we need. And I love this verse here. Uh, Jeremiah 33.3. Men are created to search the deeper things of God. Jeremiah said this. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things which you do not yet know. How would Tim and Bonnie ever knew that this amazing blessing was in Bundaberg for them to come and be part of and step into this destiny if they had not asked God and prayed to God? What if they just felt that it was just right just to stay in Tasmania all the days of their lives? Well, and I'll be honest with you, most people just do that, right? His family was there, his mom and what have you. That would have been natural for him to do that. But he chose to go the God way. Call unto me. I want to show you great things that you don't yet know. And then I love Ecclesiastes. How many people love the book of Ecclesiastes? So full of wisdom, isn't it? Sometimes it's even better than Proverbs in some ways. Ecclesiastes 12.1, remember your Creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you, have, when you say this, I find no pleasure in them. And isn't it wonderful to see here in your midst so many of our young, your young people who have chosen to honor God and to stick with God, and they will have great pleasure in the days ahead of what's yet to come for all of them. So these are the times where you and I are called to lead our spiritual lives. Let me talk to the men for just five seconds. Men, you are the gatekeepers of your home. You are the ones who are called to lead prayer at home, to ask your wife to join you in prayer, to get your children to pray with you, 
You are the ones who are called to keep those gates strong so that when you feel the enemy is trying to come in in a way, you are the one that goes there and puts the boundary says no more. I will not allow the enemy into my house, whether it might be restricting the usage of devices or TVs or computers or whatever is happening around your territory. God will give you the oversight. So stand up to it and take ownership with gratitude. Teach your children the importance of good sleep. Moms and dads, both, can I speak that to you right now? Young people, more than any people, need their sleep at night. And if they don't, they will have ongoing health issues that they will deal with in life later on. So can I please encourage you, if you can do one thing for your kids or for your young people or for yourself, establish a good sleep routine in your home. It's precious to God. It's precious for your body, which is the temple of God, to be healed, repaired, restored, and recharged. We don't want any of the people of God in Bundaberg to be feeling tired, lethargic, and sleepy, and what have you, when you're meant to be awake, and bright, and cheery, and loving, and kind, and all of the rest. So Jesus is the greatest example. I love the fact that Jesus, being a young man, he knew his father's love for him. He heard his father. He obeyed to the point where he laid his life down. And I know that this is a household of blessing. This is a household of people who are here that have been connected in Christ, you guys do it very well here with this family culture thing. I can honestly tell you that the Sunshine Coast struggles. We have a lot of dysfunctional families and a lot of dysfunctional people that have moved there in the hope of finding what you have. See, people are leaving Sydney and Melbourne by the thousands, right? Right now they can't because the borders are closed. But wait a few months when the borders reopen and you'll see the exodus again like we've had. And they will come here. That's what I see, and I know that they will. Because you people here are equipped to give them exactly what they're looking for. They want stability. They want normality like what you have. They want joy. They're craving for peace. They're craving for stuff that you and I can take for granted for so long. So I'm speaking to you, Bundabergans. You are equipped. Get ready. The gates are going to open up, and they're coming right? Some of you have been itching like me to go overseas. Some of you have been blessed to get to the Northern Territory, Alice Springs. Is that part of the Northern Territory? Yeah? Okay. So my geography is correct on that because I, I know it's close enough to South Australia as well. But you go there and you'll be a blessing. But guess what? There are thousands of them that are coming your way. The nations, so to speak, are coming your way. So get prepared. Manage yourself first. Put your household in order. Clean up your stuff. Embrace the fact that you have the best produce in the nation right at your backyard here. You can even buy it at the farm gates. Take advantage of that freshness. Drink your clean water. Move. Don't have to go to the gym. Why would you need a gym in a, in a place like this? Just go to the beach or walk, you know. Do your squats. Learn to do them sometimes with one leg all the way down and all the way up. Josh can do better than I can. He's much fitter. Keep that core strength and stability, you know? This is what God's entirely destiny planned for His people. So that we are people who reflect His glory and His grace all the days of our life. So thank you for the amazing privilege of being up here.
and speaking to you exactly as I would if I was in my own living room having dinner with you guys. So I feel incredibly blessed that I've been um, invited to come. I look forward, of course, with my continued friendship and relationship to growing with the Londons and the Owens and everyone else that I've met. And if you come down to the sunny coast, look us up. I'd love to see you down there as well and bring some of your warmth, hospitality, and your kindness and help some of our dysfunctional people to find function back in Christ in the families of God that, they, that He has such a plan and such a unique way to touch His people. So let's pray. Father, we thank You. We thank You, God, for Your goodness, for Your kindness, that by Your kindness You draw us all to that place where we want to connect with You. Lord, what an amazing group of people that You have right here. Father, I speak over every family. I speak over every um, household represented. In the name of Jesus, I speak blessings over relationships and marriages being restored and mended and um, distant children coming back home. Father, you're turning the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the children back to the fathers. Lord, that is your work, and for that we glorify you, Lord. Father, I see generational blessings touching, Father, from grandfather to father to, to, to children. Lord, you're bringing back your people. You're touching every single one of them. Lord, we thank you that your people are experiencing new levels of health, that they will be wise. Father, help us, your people, to ask your permission on what we put into our bodies, on what we allow our bodies to get exposed to, Lord. After all, this is the temple of your Holy Ghost, and we are stewardess just maintaining and managing the temple of the Holy Ghost. So, Father, help us, we pray today, with your powerful and amazing spirit, and we give you thanks now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. If anyone wants specific prayer, I'm available myself and the prayer team ministry uh, as, the, as we enter time of worship. Otherwise, um, thank you very much for your...